Welcome to the Better Off Bonus Call of the Week. We're sponsored by Betterment, the largest independent online financial advisor. You've got a couple chances every week to get on the air. Tuesdays, we do this Better Off Bonus Call of the Week. And then after the longer show on Thursdays, it's the listener question of the week. The way to get in touch with us, it's extremely easy. Just send an email. Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. That is what Steve from Cleveland did. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the show. What can I do for you? Good morning, Jill. Thanks. Um, My mom and dad were uh, getting very close to retirement. Uh, Mom was 62. My dad was 60 when my dad unfortunately passed away very unexpectedly. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Thank you. Um, So I'm I'm trying to help my mother uh, figure out a new plan for for retirement and for her finances going forward since the old one isn't really going to work anymore. Right. So tell me a little bit. So mom is 62. Tell me, is she working? She is working. Um, The original plan was she was going to work for one more year um, and then she was going to retire and start collecting her pension. Mm -hmm. Uh, My dad was going to work for a couple more years as they tried to squirrel away as much money as they could into their retirement accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also they were planning on you know, figuring out where they actually want to live in retirement and selling their house and, and things like that. Okay. So right now, um, in terms of where, they, where she is living, she's living in the home. Uh, how much is the house worth right now? The house is probably worth about 600 mm-hmm. uh, I think there's about 100000 left on a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Where does she live? What is her state of residence? Also Ohio? Michigan. Okay, Michigan. The mortgage, the house, is it a big house? I mean, what do you, th- and, and also, how how soon was this, uh, did you, did your dad pass away? How, how long ago? And that was just a couple months ago. Oh, so we don't really want her to make big decisions. Correct. Uh, yeah. Um, right now, she's working on finishing off the house um, just to try to get it ready to sell. Um that was the plan anyway. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of house for one person to live in. Yeah. Yeah. We're still working on figuring out where she actually wants to go, where she wants to live, if she wants to work another year or two or just be done after this year, like the original plan. Mm-hmm. Um, my primary concern, I think, right now is there's so much to think about. Mm. I'm struggling prioritizing. Okay. Um, cash flow seems like a big problem right now. Because um, mom's income was much less than dad's. Okay. And her income covers the mortgage, and that's about it. Okay. So how much does mom make? I don't know her actual salary, but take home is about 2500 And what do you think her expenses are? And staying in the house, let's just presume that she stays in the house for, you know, at least through the end of the year. But how? what are the expenses that she um, has to juggle for her basic, not, you know, going crazy, but also not scrimping? Yeah, so mom's been doing a good job of keeping track of that. Um, it's about thirty five hundred a month. All right, so we we're we got to get a thousand bucks a month. Okay, yeah. she's not making any extra payments on that mortgage, is she? No. Okay. Um, they they were doing the was the biweekly plan. Yeah, don't do um, that anymore. I think we've stepped we've stepped back from that now. Good. Okay. So tell me about besides the house, the assets that she and your dad had accumulated. Sure. So between the two of them, um, they had, I think, about 250 in various rollover IRAs from previous employers. 
Uh, my dad had about a hundred grand in an ESOP plan mm-hmm. with his employer that he was with when he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, in retirement, mom is expecting about three thousand a month in pension plus whatever from Social Security, which I think was estimated at about two thousand a month. Okay, so that obviously, as soon as that gets turned on, will cover her needs. So that's really the issue. Okay. Anything in non-retirement assets? Thankfully, um, my dad had a good amount of life insurance through his employer. Um, So that was about $250,000 that paid out once all the paperwork was done there. Okay. Um, So that's actually very helpful right now. That's how bills are being paid. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So for this minute, let's think about the best way to address the cash flow problem. And that is to use the life insurance proceeds, which is exactly why life insurance proceeds are so fabulous, right? There's there's no problem in spending some of this money down. So I think that at least until she is not just ready to sell the house physically till the work is done, but until she is emotionally ready to sell the house, that Mm -hmm. we should use those funds. So right. at the did she ha- did they have any other money in um, in savings or is the life insurance proceeds essentially all the savings that is not in retirement? That's the bulk of the okay. All right, they, they had a couple thousand in a savings account, but that's okay. About it. So here's what I would do: I wouldn't start putting money that life insurance money to work anytime soon. I would assume that you should keep at least fifty thousand dollars liquid. Okay, how much more money does she have to spend to get the house in shape? By the way. I think the the total quotes she got. So the the work is ongoing. I think it's going to be fifty or sixty. Okay. So to she needs okay. ready to sell. All right. So she needs of the two fifty. She needs fifty grand for the ongoing needs, just so she has that thousand dollars a month that she needs to live on, right? And mm-hmm. it's set aside, and you, and that's it. And she needs sixty grand for the house. So that's what right. we know. So of the 250, 110 is spoken for. That's it. Don't don't let anybody at all talk you into doing anything with that 110. The 140 is intriguing that remains from that life insurance because obviously that if you added that 140 and you had the 350 or so of the retirement assets, you know that's a decent num- amount of money, but I am I'm a little bit unwilling to like go crazy with the 140 because I think that we just don't know what's going to happen next for mom. How is mom just in terms of managing the money? Is she relying on you to manage the money? Did your dad manage the money? Like, or do they have an advisor? What? Tell me a little bit about what was yeah. going on for them. So my my dad did most of that when he was still around. Mom, she doesn't yeah, doesn't she, know where. Let's just What's say that she, let's say that she was very good at delegating the responsibility of asset management to your father. I like that. Okay, thank you. Um, so she's been relying on me a lot mm-hmm. to help figure things out financially. They do have an advisor they've been working with mm-hmm. um, for at least a couple of years now that I actually wanted to ask you about. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to evaluate the advisor. Um, I, I got a bit of a a bad taste in my mouth initially when I was looking through some of the paperwork for their rollover IRAs that these people are managing because it, it looks to me like they're operating under the you know semi-standard you know one percent of assets 
model, but they also sold them funds with a huge front load, which oh, taste in my mouth. Boo! Good. Keep that bad taste in your mouth. Rinse twice a day and get rid of that person, because okay. if you're if they're charging a fee and a front end load, that's no good. That's not cool. Um, and by the way, maybe it depends on how much you really want to do. I mean, if you feel comfortable doing this, one idea I would have is to say, you know what? Why don't you take over the management of this? You know, you can just open up a pretty boring account and buy some index funds and get mom into a fairly conservative portfolio. Because look, when she retires, she is going to have good income, really good income. And you won't have to sweat this. You know, I mean, five grand a month pre-tax, presuming she doesn't have as big a house, is probably going to be pretty close to what she needs. And so if you add, right, don't you think? Yeah. Presuming that she then has the 350, let's call it 400 grand, essentially, right, from uh, in, in invested assets, yeah, she could always pull out a thousand bucks a month here and that, you know, a thousand bucks a month just to, you know, do fun things. Right. And then she'll have the proceeds from the house. And since we don't know where she wants to go next, what I would say is don't be in a rush to buy something with the proceeds from that house. Look, she's in this huge transition. This reminds me so much of my own mother. So I hate to personalize it because it's your situation. But, you know, my parents were older. My dad was 76. My mom was 74. But similar situation in that there was this big house. They had always wanted to sell it. They were planning to sell it. Dad dies. And it was just too much to deal with selling the house till some time passed. For my mom, it was about nine months or 10 months later. And and then she was sort of okay. She just needed to get her grounding a bit. So once that happens, I think that you then she figures out where she wants to go next. And then maybe she rents for a year before you even think about buying just to see. We started talking about that. Yeah. To put off the big decision a little bit more. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think that that makes a lot more sense. Now, in terms of managing the money, there are two things. You could go to a fee-only financial planner. You could literally get somebody to help her, at the very least, just focus on what the game plan should be. And then, you know, build a plan out and then maybe or maybe not manage the money. Maybe you'll manage the money. In my heart of hearts, given her age and everything that's going on and how sudden this sounds, I would actually tell her to keep working. Because I think that that is going to be a consistent part of her life that will help her a great deal. And and it's not for the money. Because I actually think that financially she probably can swing it. But I actually believe that for her emotional state, it might be better to keep working. And un- at least until she really has a game plan and feels comfortable around it. I mean, I'm sure she's still numb. Definitely. We all are. Yeah, exactly. And so any sudden decisions would have to be taken really, like, I I would just avoid it at all costs. So stay in the house, keep working, maybe talk to a fee-only financial planner who's not going to sell you anything. Maybe if you're walking her through that process, you can make a decision. You may not want to manage the money for her. You may actually feel better to be part of the process of helping her look for somebody. It may be easier for you not to manage the money. But again, you have to see. 
I think that once she starts receiving the pension and the Social Security, I think what's interesting is that she will probably want to move to a, you know, a conservative slash balanced portfolio. What was your dad invested in? Was he a balanced investor? I mean, because they were knew that they were going to be retiring. So I'm just wondering what what's the current allocation? Yeah. So the retirement assets that they had already, um, those that were in my mom's name were were fairly conservative. I, I checked the allocation against, you know, basically the equivalent Vanguard target date fund, and it lined up very well. Um, dad's accounts were extremely aggressive. Oh, yeah. Dad was a player, huh? I'm 36 years old. Dad's were more aggressive than mine. (laughs) Dad's a player. I guess so. Um, So I'd I'd like to resolve that as well. Yeah. And if that's, if that, look, if most of that aggressive stance was in a retirement account, it's easy to fix it very quickly. Essentially, you could like make that change immediately. And if you don't want to make the change while the while she's still at that advisor with those rollover accounts, you could just roll those over to a Vanguard account and do it yourself, even in the, like as an interim measure. That's easy to do. So what what can we do with an ESOP account? He should, upon his death, I believe that he will get a distribution or or the estate will. Is it a non qualified or a qualified account? That I don't know. Um, his his company has told us that the last company contributions to that will be made sometime this year so that early next year we can cash it out and do whatever we want with it. Is that considered pre-tax? I like don't know. I don't know if it's I don't know. It depends on how it was created. So here's what I would recommend. Once you get the paperwork from that, you can either give it to whoever the advisor is who actually will be helping you or you can check back in with us you're, you're going to have various distribution options and there may be tax associated with it so we need right. to find out what that what those details are but until then there's not much for you to do anyway um, I still think that you know making sure that you are comfortable with a game plan and that mom is comfortable with a game plan uh, is really your when you said what are the priority the priority is to get a plan in place to basically lock down her cash flow needs and may say to her mom, we're so lucky that dad had this life insurance that will pay for the house and that will pay for your um, ongoing needs to maintain that house, you know, for, you know, the next year and a half, say, you know, and that at the end of that period of time, you know, hopefully she'll figure out what she wants to do next. Once she has the proceeds from the house sale, plus the 140 grand or so from the life insurance, you know, you might have different decisions to make. But again, I wouldn't go crazy with my allocation on any, especially on the non-retirement assets. I really would take a conservative stance until she settles down. I've always been looking at for that so far is just trying to get it into a savings account that actually pays interest. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Depositaccounts.com, they have uh, lots of high-yielding accounts that you can start looking at. And even if you wanted to throw into a a short-term CD for a while, that would be better. Sounds good. Can I ask you one more question? You can ask me three more questions. Awesome. Um, So my my father's income was significantly higher than my mother's, um, which means his estimated Social Security would have been higher. Um, as a widow, is there any possibility that she could collect his or not because he never made it to retirement age? Uh, I just looked this up, so hang on one second. I think that you can get it at age 60. If you're a widow or a widower of a person who worked long enough under Social Security, you can receive full benefits 
or reduced benefits as early as age 60. I don't know if you would do it, though. See, that's interesting because I don't know if you'd want to take a haircut for on those benefits if we have the money to actually do it. So you should check that out also. And that's something that a, a fee-only advisor could help Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that that's really, that's the issue. You know, if you can sit down with somebody who is just giving you advice and not selling you anything, I think you're going to feel a lot better about that. Yeah, and, and that's what gave me a bad taste with these people that, that she was working with before. I mm. felt like they were always trying to sell something. Although, thankfully, they never talked about annuities. So, I uh, <laughs> so you've dodged that bullet. All right, my friend, keep in touch and let us know if we can help you out, okay? All right, thank you, Joe. Take care. Good luck. I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you. Okay, that's a wrap of our Better Off bonus question of the week. If you've got a question, it's simple. Send us an email at askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. We'll arrange to get you on. And don't forget, in just a couple of days, there's a brand new episode of the Better Off Podcast sponsored by Betterment. Talk to you then. Mm 